simply astonishing and superb. This wild card weekend has been fantastic. And that leads me right into episode 14 of Dwayne's Sports Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're doing well. So today I will be summing up all the five matchups we have witnessed. Five pretty unique ones, high scoring, and they definitely did not disappoint in the slightest. Starting off with the first one, and in my opinion, the most thrilling encounter, um, you know, between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles Chargers, um, due to the fact that this one started at 2 a.m. Sunday morning, um, I was only able to watch the highlights, and... I remember watching as I watched the highlights, I saw Trevor Lawrence throw his first pick um, right off the bat, and that sort of woke me up. And I thought, hmm, what's going to happen next? And, you know, eagerly anticipating to see how the Chargers would um, come back and respond, really, because the pick was so early and um, it was in their own half. So the, the Chargers were already in field goal range. Chargers managed to score a touchdown. And jumped to a twenty-seven to zero lead. Also, thanks to four Trevor Lawrence picks in the first half. And immediately when I saw pick number four, I had jumped to several different conclusions. One of them being, "Oh, it must be really tough for a um, second-year quarterback to be in this league." And to play in his first playoff game at home, you know, he must be feeling the pressure. And I thought, this can't go wrong. The Chargers have won this game, undoubtedly. They were up 27-0 to zero at halftime. The Jaguars respond with a touchdown. It's a nice throw by Trevor Lawrence for his first playoff touchdown in his, in his long career. Um... And it's 27-7 to at halftime. And I think to myself, well, maybe, maybe the Ch- Jaguars can um, spur a comeback and, 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 and maybe make, make it interesting, even though Los Angeles Chargers, with the team they have, with a pretty, on paper, pretty solid defense. This year they've performed under, under uh, par, but the pretty solid defense they have they should manage to, to, to hold on to that lead and not to choke the game. But as, as, the, as I got more and more into the video, I realized that the Jacksonville Jaguars weren't going to back off. And they ended up beating the Chargers 31-30 to on a game-winning field goal. Now, one noticeable difference in the way the Jacksonville Jaguars approached um, Throwing the football in the second half compared to the first half, Doug Peterson implemented um, throws to the to the sidelines, so to to out, the outside of the field instead of the inside. Because Trevor Lawrence threw four picks inside uh, t- towards the inside of the field, if that was on slant routes, on crossers, but you could really see a noticeable difference, and in my opinion, that's definitely commendable. So Doug Peterson did a great job there, um, changing the way. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars approached things, and that ultimately led to their, you know, this this will go down in the history as probably being one of the greatest and most impressive comebacks um, in the playoffs. So 
from from the Jaguar side, they have the momentum now. They travel to Kansas City, um, and they're not fear, fearing anything. From the Chargers side, obviously uh, a huge, huge blow. Um, but you know they've been in this situation before where they can't hold on to a lead, and Justin Herbert did all right. You know he threw one touchdown. Arguably, you could have trusted Austin Eckler a bit more. He looked pretty good on the on the ground with two touchdowns and 35 yards and 13 carries. And um, it, it became apparent that, that the Los Angeles Chargers were way too dependent on Keenan Allen. Obviously, yes, that was a resulting factor from the fact that Mike Williams was out of this game, but the Chargers were too dependent on their offense and their defense did accumulate four picks, but, but they blew the lead. So yes... Um, you know, that, that can't happen in, in, in the playoffs. And um, that can't happen in the regular season if you want to go far. And ultimately it happened at the wrong time for the Chargers and it will, it will haunt them for, for one season and, and players will look back at, at this being the biggest choke in the playoffs, really, um, for, their, for their franchise. So this game um, didn't disappoint at all. It was by far the most thrilling game um, we have managed to witness. Obviously, the Bucks and the Cowboys haven't played yet, but as of right now, the, these five contests, this has been um, the most exciting to watch, even though I just watched the highlights. But, um, you know, moving on to the, to the 49ers versus Seahawks game, um, going into this, I didn't really expect the Seahawks to have much of a chance. Um, uh, you know, they had a pretty limited... Um, offense in terms of um, play action and throwing the football. Yes, Geno Smith has the highest completion rate in the NFL with 70%, but he has also slightly been inconsistent under pressure, um, having already faced the 49ers twice, having lost both of those games. Um, he really needed a rebound performance um, to, to come up clutch. He ended up throwing for 253 yards uh, and two touchdowns and one inter interception in their 41-23 to 23 loss. At one point, they looked like they had a potential chance. They were up 17-16 to 16 at halftime, but it was obviously Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrele Irrelevant, as they call him, who um, led the comeback with, you know, the 49ers arsenal on the ground, through the air, play-action plays, um, having Debo Samuel really control the offense, Pretty much, um, and Christian McCaffrey on the ground did his did his part. So it was Brock Purdy, um, who really made the difference at home for the 49ers to help them progress as they now will face the Bucks or the Cowboys, depending on who wins that one. But you know the Seahawks can't be can't be too disappointed. Yes, they yes Geno Smith did fumble on one occasion, and that may have changed shifted the momentum towards the 49ers. Um, but, you know, the Seahawks played an amazing season. Uh, it massively exceeded expectations um, after the Russell Wilson trade. And they, they have a bright future with, with Geno Smith. Um, Kenneth Walker, obviously, could get rookie of the season. Um, you know, he was, he was their main weapon um, when he was healthy. He did extremely well. Um, so the Seahawks will definitely... Be in the playoffs and 
be a competitive team um, in the future, no doubt. Moving on to probably the most boring game in terms of um, in terms of plays and and just sloppy performance from both sides. You know the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. Personally, just like the 49ers and Seahawks um, contest, I thought that the Bills would dominate this game. And they should have closed the door multiple times. Um, you know, there were several drops, several two forced fumbles um, that led, that, you know, gave Miami the chance to come back, which they did. But the fact that the Buffalo Bills only won 34 to 31 worries me a bit going forward to the to the uh to you know to to their next matchup against um the Bengals because you know it just um they just demonstrated they they were sloppy you know they they um dropped some catches they defensively they weren't um always in the right um setting and um you know that makes me want to think it's 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 not it's not that they're um missing talent you know they have they have Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, Gabriel Davis an elite young quarterback with Josh Allen unquestionable but it's the fact that they still need to um avoid those sloppy mistakes to play better football really all around to to look like the team they were last season especially now um to to progress and go to the AFC Championship. So Josh Allen has, as the season has progressed towards the end of the season, really, he's looked increasingly, um, you know, he's 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 not reading um, his receivers, what where they're going to go. He he makes, you know, pretty bad reads. He's thrown, he threw two picks. Um, and he's not looking like the Josh Allen that we saw last year. Um that was a dual threat on the floor and um, through the air. So Josh Allen really needs to rebound and step up his game for the Bills to have a legitimate chance um, against the Bengals um, next Sunday. Obviously, I think huge... I tip my hat to Miami. You know, um, McDaniel is a tremendous coach. He has a bright future at this team. Um, obviously, unlucky that Tua wasn't able to start because that would have made um, a significant difference. Um, but the fact that, um, you know, I, I really thought McDaniel outcoached um, McDermott um, and you know, he got the best of Skylar Thompson. He did struggle, Thompson did struggle in the first half, but, um, you know, played in his first playoff game and, 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 did 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 well. Um, so Miami probably going into this in the playoffs were the worst team, and the fact that they made this um, game so close um, says about says a lot about the coaching nature and and the really that they have an identity. So they'll be back, obviously with a healthy and more consistent tool. They'll be back in the playoffs or contesting for the playoffs in the future. Um, moving on to the two Sunday games, um, 
Obviously, the Giants and the Vikings. Huge upset set there, in my opinion. Um, the fact that the Giants, on the road, managed to stun the Minnesota Vikings, who would, all season round, yes, they had, they had improved. Kirk Cousins is, is a franchise quarterback. Um, but you do have to add that they won 10 of their games with you know, one possession, by one possession. And they yes, they've been very lucky. Game-winning field goals, loads of them this season. So they didn't really have that security factor where one could say, okay, I really trust them now in the playoffs against a Giants team that has improved massively. Um, so Kirk Cousins did look all right. Um, you know, he threw for two touchdowns and 273 yards. It was um, the fact that the, 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 the Vikings' run game wasn't as efficient as you would like, and the fact that their run defense was, was straight out, you know, out um, poor. Um, you saw that the Giants managed to score 31 points. Um, 14 points came on the ground. Barkley um, uh, amassed to a total of 53 um, scrimmage yards uh, on nine carries, and Daniel Jones really um, was the highlight of the game. Best player, without a shadow of a doubt. He has improved so much. He um, now, you know, poses a, a legitimate threat on the ground. And, you know, they, the Giants have designed plays for him on the ground um, and also through the air. I mean, he, he completed 24 of 35 passes for 301 yards and two touchdowns. And keep in mind, he has a limited... Um, receiving core around him. Um, so the fact that um, the Giants were able to beat the Vikings um, says a lot of where the New York Giants are. You know, Brian Dable, uh, fantastic coach. Um, he, has, he has really gotten the best out of Daniel Jones and has built the defense up. Um, personally, I don't... Um, see the the New York Giants beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but, um, you know, the Giants in the future, obviously they'll have to um, improve their offensive line and maybe add um, the tight end, but definitely add some offensive talent to improve the front line there. But um, they're looking like this year's potential surprise team uh, in the NFC. So um, we'll see how, how things play out for them. Um, but, you know, fantastic win um, for them against the Vikings. So capping off um, this episode, we'll be talking about the Bengals and the Ravens game. So obviously these two opponents faced off last week. Um, it wasn't really that important for the Bengals to win. Um, because they had already clinched the f first seed uh, and were guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Um, but the Bengals beat the Ravens last week, and the Bengals, um, you know, I thought going to this as well that the Bengals would win this, maybe not by that much of a significant margin, but that they would comfortably win this um, because, you know, the Baltimore Ravens had Tyler Huntley and didn't have Lamar Jackson. So... Tyler Huntley did the best he really could. 
um, to 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 keep him in it. Obviously, very unfortunate. They were you know one or half a yard away from from taking the lead, and ultimately um, they fumbled, and um, that massively shifts the momentum into the Cincinnati Bengals side. Obviously, also with the advantage of the home crowd, um, but the Baltimore Ravens did the best they could. You know, we, you know they were depleted. Um, they really need to sort out their offense, um, especially the receiving. Mark Andrews seems to be the only bright spot really on that offense. Um, yes, they have J.K. Dobbins, who's you know looked like a a fluent option, um, but other than that, I don't know. Their defense, obviously, um, ever since they signed um, Roquan Smith from the Bears, um, their defense has, has led the NFL in touchdowns prevented and receiving yards allowed and really has been a bright spot of this team so the defense has helped them massively um to 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 get to get them where they are and to 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 accumulate the wins they needed to to secure a playoff spot so the Bengals deservedly won this game 24 to 17 um and joe burrow did as much as he needed to do now um all bite he had um a pretty banged up offensive line um, Leo Collins out, Jonah Williams questionable, um, so that would be my worry going into the bill uh, the, the 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 Bills matchup for them, is that they're not going to be able to uh, attempt too many long balls right, um, it's going to be you know um, Joe Burrow is not going to have as much time, um, in the pocket, you know this league is a very, it's a it's a protection league so you you got to have your offensive line guys um, there for you to, to give you that extra protection for you to have um, enough time to, to get off those doors. So the so the Bills will uh, the Bengals will attempt you know short passes slants. They won't be able to use their their run game as much. So we'll see how how they will um, how it will play out. I'm I'm really really excited to um, see. Who wins between the Bucks and the Cowboys? Obviously, that that will go down um, tomorrow morning here in Germ- Germany time. But also for the divisional round, um, I couldn't be more excited. Um, and obviously, I will be doing a recap of that uh, next Monday. Um, but I'll just do a quick uh, run through. I think the Chiefs will win. The Eagles will beat the Giants. The Bills will beat the Bengals, and I think whoever the 49ers play, the 49ers will win, meaning it will it will end up being a Chiefs versus uh, Bills AFC Championship and a 49ers versus Eagles uh, NFC Championship, I think. So those are the ones that everyone has sort of kind of anticipated. A rerun of last year's AFC Championship, uh, uh, no divisional round. And um, yeah, I'm as I said, I'm super stoked. Um, to, to see what occurs, um, and I'll be back.